You might think this generation is soft, but hey, at least they can look their kids in the eye and tell them they love them. Welcome to the ALUX.com podcast, the place where future billionaires come to get inspired. Today's topic is 15 Signs You're a Boomer. Hello, Aluxers. Welcome back. In this Sunday motivational video, we'll be addressing the generational gap and even help some of you identify yourselves if you're not so sure. You've probably heard of baby boomers before, generally those born between 1946 and 1964. Outside of the technological progress, statistically, this is one of the best times in history to be born, and in this video, we'll be breaking it down for you. Here are the 15 signs you're a boomer. Number 1. You were a victory baby. Basically, the war was over, soldiers came home, and everyone was celebrating them. That celebration resulted in you being born. Because the war was won, your parents got to enjoy the spoils of a cultural and power shift happening. The old European empires were now in shambles, and the U.S. was ready to become the center of the financial world. This period lasted roughly for 20 years. Number 2. You grew up in the most privileged economic time in U.S. history. Basically, the U.S. was the only industrialized nation that wasn't ravaged by war. While everyone else was rebuilding, the U.S. had a massive competitive advantage in industry, which led to an exceptional standard of living. U.S. factories were producing the resources needed to rebuild Europe, and money started flooding in. American goods were being sold throughout the world, and because of the economic environment, there were very few competitors. Because of this high demand in production, there was a short supply of workforce, which led to the highest-paying jobs in world history when you correlate them to the cost of living. Basically, getting a job was incredibly easy, and it paid incredibly well. The cost of education was also at an all-time low at this point, so the majority of the population got to enjoy a competitive edge when it comes to white-collar jobs as well. Just an example, the average boomer could afford to pay for college by taking a part-time job during their studies. Number 3. You grew up playing outside most of you probably grew up playing outside because, frankly, there weren't any other options. TV became popular in the late 50s, and you remember what it was like when your parents brought one home for the first time. Playing outside forced you to build a minimum set of social skills, although parenting at the time wasn't that great either. Everyone was doing so well, you were expected to obey your parents and be grateful for the food they put on the table. The military experience was brought into the family, and you learned to deal with it. You looked up to your dad as your personal hero, and most of his behavioral traits were passed down to you. Number 4. Your views on equality differ from that of your children. Growing up wasn't the same for everybody, especially minorities, which went through nationwide discrimination. In order to keep this video generally relatable, we focused on the percentage of the population who made up the majority. Unsurprisingly, this was made up by white Christian men and women in what is considered traditional families. Although you don't want to admit it, you're unlikely to look at everyone as equals, and this was driven mostly because of the economic boom. When groups of people are doing well, they look down on those who aren't, and this is still happening today. The U.S. versus Mexicans, the U.K. versus Eastern Europe or migrants, and so on. Because of the strict parenting style you grew up under, you were told that men should suppress their feelings and act in a certain way. The reverse of the coin also applies to women. 
You had clear expectations of gender roles and how a person should behave and know their place in society. However, today the world has evolved beyond that primitive mindset, and the new generation is growing up understanding the diversity of our social web. Because of the way you grew up, it's hard to accept that things are different and feel threatened by change, so you do your best to suppress it. Number 5. You are more organized, disciplined, and like to show up early. There were also advantages to that type of mindset. Growing up under military discipline, you learned early on to be organized and keep putting one foot in front of the other. You learned punctuality and how to deal with life when it doesn't go your way. As long as you kept doing what you were supposed to be doing, things figured themselves out. Discipline became your middle name. Even to this day, this behavior of better safe than sorry is still visible. How many of you show up three hours before a domestic flight takes off, just to be certain you make it onto the plane? You probably also walk in a restaurant or shop five minutes before closing time because the sign says it's open until 10. Although this mix might be funny sometimes, it definitely served your generation well. Millennials and Gen Z grew up assaulted by notifications, distractions, and custom-tailored marketing, which led them to be unable to focus and maintain a steady course of action. This is why, to this day, one of the most valuable videos on our channel remains to be 15 Steps to Self-Discipline, which you can check out by searching for it on our YouTube channel. Number 6. You're currently going through a midlife crisis. Something happened to you when you realized you have more years behind you than you have ahead of you. You almost started to panic. The world is changing so quickly. Technology is evolving. People want different pronouns and you can't deal with it all. You know you've lost your youth, but growing up you believed you'd live forever. So now you're doing everything in your power to extend anything that makes you feel alive. You know your generation had it good when the number one way of acting out in your midlife crisis is buying a more expensive car or joining another country club. Before you scratch the inside of your ear with your brand new car keys, you have to take a step back and make peace with yourself. There are cycles in life and you have to learn to make the most out of each cycle that you're in. Number 7. You demand respect just because of your age. This generic idea of respecting your elders was a really good thing back in the day when nobody had access to information and the threat of war was all around us. Historically, the older people knew more about the world than the younger people, but this is simply not a reality today. The average 15-year-old has a deeper understanding of current events on a global scale than everyone in your generation did by the time they were 40. This is because of this technology revolution we're experiencing where everybody is connected and information flows quickly in 140 characters or less. The second argument for respecting your elders comes from their involvement during the war, when your grandparents fought for you to enjoy the spoils of your current life. War changed as well with a technological revolution, and now we have drones and significantly fewer horses to ride into battle with against the adjacent tribe. This doesn't mean the younger generation shouldn't respect those worthy of respect. It's just that they look at things differently. The newer generation offers respect based on current actions, not because you feel entitled to it because of your age. So before you walk around the locker room with your jewels on display, maybe you should consider how you're making everyone else feel. Number 8. You bottle up feelings instead of addressing them. 
as a generation, there was this emphasis put on projecting toughness at all costs. You were unable to discuss openly about your feelings because you were a man, so your children grew up cherishing the two or three times in their entire childhoods when they had a real connection with you. You probably understand this now and maybe even regret it and are making an effort to compensate for it. This has led to an entire generation of adults to be filled in by stress, negative emotions, and worries they were unable to share with anybody else. You see, the culture most of the boomers are complaining about today is the direct result of, ugh, I hate to be using this phrase, but it's toxic masculinity that was used to compensate for the lack of real connection. Number 9. You paid off your house and refused to move. First of all, good for you. Owning property is one of the smartest things anyone can do and your generation had the perfect opportunity to get in on it early. Let's talk some facts. In the 1950s, the price of a house was a little bit over 2.2 times the average income of a boomer family. Today, the average millennial household needs to put down five times their income in order to buy a house. The fundamentals are simple. Prices of everything are going up, while the wages aren't going up as quickly. Which brings us to the second problem. Boomers purchased the main real estate back in their day around city centers because it was so affordable. Businesses are also located here, making the interest in living near work to be a deciding factor on where to purchase. Since the homes in the city are owned by boomers, the new generation has slim pickings but high demand, so property prices are shooting up once again. All of these lead us to a third and final problem. Because property prices were so low, the boomer generation purchased a lot of it. They purchased and developed huge properties worth a lot of money in today's economy. The issue is, nobody has the money to afford them. As of now, the real estate market in the U.S. gets flooded with ultra-expensive properties owned by the boomer generation. These mansions were a status symbol back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, but now, almost nobody can afford to splurge 20 million plus for your property. So as a society, we've reached a bit of a stalemate. Number 10. Your parents and grandparents left you a better economy than you're leaving your children and grandchildren. All of this housing bubble led to the 2008 financial collapse. Suddenly, reality hit everyone that an economy can turn if mismanaged. Times are changing super fast, aided by technology, and the current economy is being run by your generation, one that has little understanding of what it takes to remain competitive. It's not your fault, because historically, all you had to do was show up and work and put the hours in and value kept adding up. But this is no longer viable in a global economy. Unfortunately, this is the truth. We're living in the age of the internet governed by people who don't understand it. If you don't believe us, just take a couple of minutes and watch the Senate hearing with Mark Zuckerberg, which took place last year. These are the people who are in charge of focusing the digital economy for the benefit of the population. In the process of continuous financial growth, you sacrificed the future for gains of the moment. Back in the day, there was very little interest in what makes sense for the planet or the future generations because you were all churning money at a cost you were not going to pay for. The problem is, you're very much aware of this right now, but it still feels bad getting called out on it. But hey, you're not the only one screwing it up. The new generation despises boomers for destroying the housing market, but young people in the future will hate millennials for destroying their privacy. Statistically, you probably have 30 years or so to live. You might have young grandchildren or are expecting them soon, and they are likely to be the ones having to solve this mess. 
If you've been an Aluxer for a while now, you might be familiar with Yuval Noah Harari. He's an author we've mentioned several times on our channel. His latest book, 21 Lessons for the 21st Century, is a must-read by everyone who wants to understand the world we'll be living in. And we know you like free things, so if you go to alux.com slash freebook and this is the first time you sign up, you'll get the audiobook version for free, thanks to our friends at Audible. Your generation has the experience. The new generation has the insights into technology. Maybe there's still time to redeem ourselves. Number 11 paying off your college tuition was fairly easy. We strongly believe that education is one of the next industries to be completely disrupted. Higher education used to be an investment. You put this much money in, do your time, and at the end of it, you secure a high enough paying job that the investment was worth it. Then, education changed into something more similar to insurance. I'm a get educated because I need the security that I'll be able to feed myself once I've finished my studies. Today, we are dealing with the unprecedented inflation of education. Everybody gets educated at a mind-boggling price without any real prospects. Today, education is seen more like a service you pay for than an investment or insurance. You simply take out a massive loan you have to carry with you for a good portion of your life, and in exchange, you receive a piece of paper and four years of partying. Let's talk some numbers, shall we? Here, let's take Yale for example. In 1970, the annual tuition for Yale was $2,500. In 2020, the same annual tuition costs $48,500. The minimum wage in 1970 was $1.45. The minimum wage now is $7.25. You don't have to be a Yale graduate to understand the cost of education increased 20 times, while the average wage barely increased 5 times. As a boomer, you only had to work 4.8 hours per day to afford your schooling. As a millennial or Gen Z, you'd need to work 17.5 hours per day. As a boomer, you could afford your tuition by taking a part-time job. But right now, a full-time position isn't enough. Number 12. You get to vote on policies that you will not have to live with. As of right now, your generation is behind the wheel of society. The system was designed so that each generation gets its turn when the time is right. It worked out incredibly well in the past because problems never had an exponential growth curve. But right now, a large portion of the population is denying climate change, including the current president of the United States. A serious problem that 98% of the scientific community agrees with is one of the most dangerous threats to us as a species. Yet it's denied. The truth is, current politicians lack the understanding and the skill set to deal with the problems that govern society today. Healthcare is a disaster. We have live footage from space of the polar caps being completely melted. The climate is out of control due to increased temperatures, and every military is pouring millions of dollars into creating the first advanced AI to have the upper hand in the technology wars. And at the helm of it all, you have people who can't rotate a PDF. We don't hold the answers, but a short-sighted approach is simply not going to work with what we'll have to deal with. Number 13. You don't know what a TikTok is or how modern technology works. We get it. Robots are scary because Terminator came out when you were in your prime. 
Technology was slow, it was expensive, and you got around without having to worry about it. Today, times have changed dramatically. We don't put the remote on top of the TV anymore. We're super comfortable with self-checkout, and the majority of our time is spent online because that's where everything is. You find a job online, you pay your bills online, you find a partner online, and so forth. Keeping up with technology is a choice if you want your thinking to remain relevant. While the boomer generation is requesting faxes and years of experience for unpaid internships, the new generation has embraced the internet to the point of no return. Number 14. Physical abuse by your parents was socially acceptable. Be honest for a moment, not with us, but with yourself. Back when you were growing up, it was socially acceptable for your parents to smack you. You're the generation that got triggered when people of color drank from the same water fountain as you, so getting a beating wasn't that big of a deal. They wear being beaten by their parents like a badge of honor. Even to this day, there are people out there who think this is something normal and should even be promoted as an effective disciplinary tool, because hey, you turned out fine, didn't you? Daniel Shipwreck put it perfectly on Twitter when he said, If you suffered in life and want other people to suffer as you did because you turned out fine, you did not, in fact, turn out fine. You might think this generation is soft, but hey, at least they can look their kids in the eye and tell them they love them. Number 15. You send all of your contacts a mass Happy New Year SMS. For some reason, the boomer generation believes that this is a sign of care. This is their vision of leveraging technology for the most boring and useless aspect of the holidays. Nobody really likes receiving them. They love to call others for anything, even when a text would have sufficed. What else do boomers do that makes no sense? Let's see. They can't tell fake news from what's real. They spend their whole lives being indoctrinated into a single political movement. They identify as a group, use AOL and Yahoo email, love having everything stored on paper in case it comes in handy, still pay for cable, think bar soap is better, put linoleum or carpet over hardwood floors. What else? They love their ringtones, Facebook games, cough without covering their mouths, and so on. You know the drill. Before you slowly type with your index finger a negative comment on this video, we're letting you know that next week we're doing the Gen Z Millennial video so you can feel better about yourselves. This was a great podcast today, wasn't it? Thank you for spending some time with us and taking another step toward improving the way you look at life. If you're hungry for more, you can always go to our website, alux.com, or subscribe to us on YouTube. The entire Alux.com team wishes you a very productive day.